SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezomabete on SAFM. When last did we see a sitting head of state, South Africa particularly, taking to a judicial process or its equivalent, in this case the Zondo Commission. The last time I can remember was in 97-98, President Mandela being held before the High Court then seating in Pretoria in the matter of the President of the Republic of South Africa against the President of the South African Rugby Football Union, of course, Louis Late against Mandela. The president said, in as many words, I have to respect the processes of law. I've got to respect the rule of law and the constitution. Therefore, I will subject myself to this process. President Tabombeki, after him at the Sariti Commission, he was there. Former President Jacob Zuma not only constituted the Zondo Commission, but also went and gave evidence. Things have since changed, but now perhaps we might be back on course. President Ramaphosa giving evidence. Dr. T.K. Puwe, Senior Lecturer of Witts School of Governance, can tell us a little bit more about how day one of two would have gone with the President. T.K., good evening. Thanks for joining us. And what are your thoughts? The President giving an account of, among other things, the party political issues that have affected the state as they have. I'm not sure if it was giving more of a count. To me, it was seemingly, it was almost like a mini state of the nation where he was giving an overview of the party. Look, I think that, as you put it, it's part of the terms and conditions because what we've seen at the Zonda Commission that what he normally does with the uh, let's say, high-profile guests on the first day. He, I think even President Jacob Zuma was giving this. Uh, you basically state what you believe to, to be the interpretation of, of the day's proceedings. I think it only gets probably interesting when you come back the second time when the evidence leaders really start to pepper you with the questions about, you know, what one might say, more pressing questions of the day. So today was almost like, to use a cricket analogy, or a boxing analogy, he was just feeling out the day and just giving a, a brief overview. But I think there's some points of analysis you can actually take from that, which I think are quite concerning. Aesthetically, though, as you talking about just sort of feeling the occasion and just setting the mood for the fireworks that are inevitable tomorrow, the importance of just that, President Ramaphosa at the Zonda Commission, especially in the context of his immediate predecessor and his attitude to the same commission. Well, I think you know, I think I think that's, that's a natural way to do it. But I, I prefer the way you did it in the opening, which is to say that look, uh, previous, there has been precedent. I think it was, as you said, President Nelson Mandela with the whole matter of Louis Late, and then I think it was President Tabombeki. So I think that that's a better way to look at it because President Zuma, look for for all his his supposed crimes and meetings, he did pop up. I think the bigger issue which people are, are not, and I always wonder why they're still haggling on is that he doesn't want to go back. So for me, he, he President uh, Ramaphosa just basically he did what is normal for what has been normal in South African history, which is to say, sitting heads of state do normally come to it. It's just that we had one who's just doing it a bit differently, so to speak. Let's open the lines, Johannesburg seven one four two thousand and six. This can't possibly be something that Dr. T. Capel and I have opinions on. In fact, I've got no opinion because I didn't watch today. Many of you would have watched, and many of you, moreover, are following the course of the Zonda Commission. And perhaps you have views that you might wish to share with, with us here on The Viewpoint. So please do call us. Call us now, please. Johannesburg, 714-2006. We're taking this conversation until 25-2, so we really do not have much time, and you might think you do. Call us. Let's get involved. 
TK, let's talk about the fact that what is obviously going to be something which will be pressed tomorrow, if not already. And, and, and I suppose I'm throwing the gauntlet down to you as well, fellow South Africans. There's this thing that the president himself has, to an extent, said, or at least made a concession to, nine wasted years, referring to the years 2009 and 2018, when the then president, President Zuma, was at the helm of both the ANC and party bar for one year of those nine years, 17 into 18. What can we expect the president to speak to insofar as it relates to him for at least five of those years being in the same office, office of the presidency, being second in command both at state and at party level, and moreover, the constitution provides that the deputy president is in charge of government business. I'm not so sure what government business in this context might mean. I don't even think the Constitutional Court has been faced with a a matter before it where it has had to actually decide or determine what government business constitutes. But to the extent that you have an opinion on that, please give it to us. But the president had been in charge and was the head of government business in four of those administrative years of President Zuma. Let's have a conversation about him being there for at least then half of the supposed nine wasted years. And for those of you who are on the line, please let us contribute to this. It is a, an important subject because we are now trying to test and tease out some of the key issues that the Constitution provides. TK, are you there? Okay, TK is not there. Let, let, let's have a chat with uh, KGM. KGM in South Africa, good evening. Good evening to you. Uh, good evening to my fellow listeners. Mm. Can, can I quickly tackle two two things quickly? Songez, the other day I was talking as if I'm joking and I wasn't. When I said uh, the the people at the helm of the public broadcaster Baratrail, and 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 you guys laugh when I say that. And I think we should stop just saying it and laughing about it. We we should actually start doing what we're supposed to do, what is rightfully in our, our power, if you like, as listeners. Because if if we are not going to to do that, as as other S, uh, SOEs, we are going to end up having no broadcaster at all. That, that's just my, my view for now. But also, the, the interesting dichotomy that is happening that we find ourselves on Mm. Um, I wouldn't like to say politically, but for a lack of a better word, we we are finding ourselves in a mess, and we are pointing fingers. We are all of us. We we claim to be uh, uh, interpreters and and analysts and and so forth. We have allowed this to happen to us, Songes. Uh, uh, Had we been proactive from the word go had we demanded to know what the agreement that came out of Codesa were all about had some of us including myself respected that process the opportunity uh, uh, that we had to participate and came out and forced now it's a little bit too late we've given these people too much power now they think they control us they think they own us that's why they do everything they do with impunity. This must come to an end. We need to stop this. It, it, it is so painful, Songhezo, because nobody can say nothing to anybody 
because every, it seems like everywhere, and I'm generalizing, everybody is out of line and there's no... You know when, when you're a parent and kids see you doing something wrong, mm. you can't even say to them, no, you can't do that. Because, because they're going to say, Daddy, but you did. That's where we are as a country. And it's painful. Sure. No, I appreciate that, KGM. Just stay on the line, the KGM. I, I do wish to respond and say no. Um, I, I don't know if whether or not I would have dismissed you. I certainly do remember when you said what you had said first about the public broadcaster, and I took what you said to heart. If you are saying that in the context of my fellow broadcasters, well, to the extent that you are offended by that, I do wish to extend my apology because right now I am a broadcaster to you, and I am, for all intents and purposes, the SABC. I don't wish to comment on the challenges, of course, at the SABC. They are well documented and real lives have been affected really by some of the changes. I can only implore you to support the program, to support those of us who do try our level best, even in the circumstances, to make sure that we drive conversations and good debates forward, which the viewpoint is all about. KGM, for your support and more, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for that support. Uh, I mean, uh, and we will support you guys regardless. I think when you guys you are being chucked out and so forth, you, you must not shy away from reaching to us because some of us have been has been doing what we're doing. We are passionate about this country. We are passionate about helping people. Very well. And, Thank and, you. And we will never let you go. You're a good man, KJ. I do appreciate that. Let's go to Makanda, formerly Khini Gramstown. Budulbabalo, good evening, sir. Uh, good morning, my big brother. How are you? I'm well. Thank you this evening. How are you? I'm great. Hakebe. <laughs> yes, uh, you, you know, I'm disappointed. My name is uh, Raslu Babalo here in Makanda. Mm. I'm disappointed, my brother, because uh, the way the president uh, was, the way he, he, he talked, the way he delivered his uh, speech, it was very, very disappointing because I, I, he reminded me of that Falam uh, thing, if you if you remember. How, how, how he did to Dalimbofu, he did the same thing, generalizing uh, just uh, cutting the grass on top and uh, not go, go going on the bottom and in on the grassroots. You see, if, if if we are taking away the weeds from the garden, we, we, we take the whole road. Why didn't he, he, he go down? Now they're saying, no, we must wait for tomorrow. No, it must start now, today. You see? You, and you, did you see the, the, the respect that he, he, he was given by, by, by the, by, by the chairperson, Zondo, and, and his churches uh, there, his, 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 his uh, prosecutor? The, his prosecutor didn't do his job. He's supposed to prosecute the man, supposed to put, question the man, corner the man, because truth must come, could, truth must come out to the nation. Truth must come out to the commission. You, you see, my big brother. Yeah, I've now, got you there. I've got you, you see, there. tomorrow, I, I, I have this feeling that he will do the same thing tomorrow. Why? We don't expect much man from the president, you know? Very well. Those yeah. are the thoughts of our favorite listener in uh, Makanda, Budulubabalo. Let's go to Durban. Scully, good evening. Thanks for calling. Jay, you are next. Scully. Good evening to you, Sangezo, man. You know, it, hey, you have a good day, and then here comes Sangezo, man, and gives us heartening news you know i was so happy on the first round that you're going to stay with us you know and every day i pray you Slacko and the rest as it is for bong is going i'm still not over it yet i just talk for myself and i'm sure many others and uh, 
I just want KG to know, please don't let us out, our regular callers. And Sengezo, I, I don't know, I don't have much words to say, but I just beg of you to stay with us, please. I'm intending you know? to go nowhere slowly. Thank you so much, Scully. Much appreciated for your support. In Durban, Jay, good evening. Good evening. Uh, uh, good evening to you. It was quite a lump in my throat when I could hear that emotional state that you were in. Um, you know, when a person is upright and is frank and outspoken with the truth, those are the ones get targeted and get trampled. Yes, I, I, I like the way you was very, very. You are uh, very frank and outspoken. I think you should be voted into parliamentary and into one of the uh, political parties. Right. What I want to get to, the way the nation was brainwashed for the past 25 years, previously disadvantaged. Uh, okay, the ball was in your court now for the past 27 years. How many goals have they scored for the disadvantaged? Look at the schooling, the housing, medical, and the lot. What have they done when it comes to voting time? There was a, not even worth the uh, weight for that groceries. They really, really brainwashed the nation to get them to vote. You watch my back, I watch your back and let us defraud the coffers. And where are the money gone to? The owning 10, 15 cars, overseas properties, and quite a number. I think a couple of them got airplanes and islands and things like that. I think this, our nation must get together and prove that we've got intelligent people to sit at radio stations in the media and be outspoken and bring us together. Don't let the world laugh at us. We came out of apartheid without bloodshed, but it's worse than bloodshed what we are going through now. Our disability grants and all supposed to be about 3,000 to 4,000 a month. What are we getting? A pittance. Yes, yeah, certainly. We do hope that some of these comments coming through will be addressed in part by the president in terms of what his attitude is insofar as it relates to the state of the country. Many people already in the SMSs here saying that the president came and delivered essentially what became a state of the nation address. I think a comment to that regard was made by Lubabalo. Certainly, um, um, look, we all live in the same country. We know what the country's challenges are. Just... Um, yeah, I, I, I do appreciate your words as well there, Jay, as well as to you, um, Scully. But equally so, one should never listen to one's good press for too long, if too much. Let's go back to my guest in studio, Dr. T.K. Bull, where we've learned, well, we've, we've heard the callers in many respects frustrated. And hopefully tomorrow will be a different showing from the president in the context of accounting and actually asking critical questions that the public want answers to your thoughts. Well, I'd go a bit step, uh, step further than that. I'll say, look, there's nothing that's going to come out of the lips of the president which is going to make South Africans say, oh, this is why this was happening. Because <laughs> he made, uh, I think he made a comment about the, I think it's the, the deployment. But, but what I came out listening to is that the ANC is either very confused and they don't seem to understand what deployment is. Because the way he explained it was like, oh, well, look, it seems to be that we have this thing, which we all know, and everybody does it in the world, but he didn't have, the, for me, the foresight to the understanding or whether or to understand that, listen, this thing, the reason why the Chinese, the Singaporeans, even the British, they do it with actual KPIs. You don't just simply get given a job, 
as a member of parliament or sitting on the board of the SABC, there's an actual expectation that you will work. And for me, it just doesn't, to me, it seems as though the penny hasn't dropped that listen. When you put people into those positions and you really want to take the country forward, here we're speaking of the economics or development of the country, you need to really take your pound of flesh back. And for me, that was the most worrying aspect of it, that he doesn't or his party doesn't seem to understand that there's nothing for Mahala, that you actually are there to work for the citizens. Never mind, even your ANC people, never mind them, but just for us. And for me, that for me is a scarier thing to contemplate, that there doesn't seem to be a self-awareness that that's what the whole point of deployment is. And that, look, if you, you go back to, I think, 1997, Jordan wrote a paper saying is the National Democratic Revolution in danger. I think paragraph three he actually makes a point of saying, listen, deployment is going wrong. This is already 1997. So for you as a president to come there and just basically state that, oh, look, we're going to fix it, we're getting better. For me, because remember, and I think people always seem to miss the point when one looks at President Karamapot, he's been one of the longest serving NEC members from the 90s to current time. So what should worry us is that he doesn't seem to be getting that listen, we are angry and we want change and we don't want to be platitudes to be told like a little good child, no, just sit there, let the adults sort it out, which is not the case. And I think that's for me the worrying thing that came out from this whole thing. So, look, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just simply saying if you really were expecting anything from that, I don't think you really understand South African political history. Sure. Let's go to Alfred in Peter Maritzburg. Alfred is calling. Second time Alfred is calling, I understand. Alfred, good evening. Oh, Makulukul. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Much appreciate that. Yeah, look, um, is, I, I did watch the, the president uh, speaking. Uh, firstly, what we, as I believe we should uh, appreciate as South Africans and Africans is that uh, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I'll be correct wisdom of the people of South Africa. It's for the second time we have got a sitting president subjecting himself to the judicial process in Africa. You still there, Makuloko? I'm here. I'm here, sir. Thank you. When that happens in South Africa, it will tell you the, the nature uh, of the quality of our democracy. The president said, said something which I, I believe will underpin everything that he has said and that he will still say. He says, sometimes other decisions and even disciplining or hiring, you know, certain or dealing with certain matters, it, that only hinges on the balance of power. He said so. So that would tell you that, that yes, he was the deputy president. But how was the balance of power? How was the balance of power when he was still the deputy president? You see. So could he, or how much uh, um, mm. power mm. could he leverage? Uh, how much no could he utter in those years? Because, you know, even to be, sometimes to be the deputy president, you've got to. You, you are in the grace of those who structure the slate for that matter. No, I accept that. I accept that. But, I mean, surely at the point of being deputy president, yes. you have taken an oath which is independent on any of such ANC power structures or power battles or even the power dynamics within the cabinet. The oath comes before all of that. You become first. 
a second citizen of the country where you swear to uphold, protect and defend the Constitution. Everything yeah. else ought to be secondary to that. What are your thoughts on that, TK? Yes. Yes. Theoretically, it's like that. Ideally, it's like that. Let me take you to the Nkanda judgment. Very quickly, please. Okay. The Nkanda judgment, uh, the, 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 the constitutional court, the highest court in the land, said the parliament is to hold the president to The president violated the oath of uh, the oath of office. What was supposed to happen there was that the the, the 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 parliament should have been dissolved. The president should have resigned. Everything, but it didn't. No, when the when the opposition parties tried to, to 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 pass a vote of no confidence, what happened? The members of the NC couldn't do that because they had to put the party line, irrespective of the court. The highest court has said in the land. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, it's true what you say, Alfred. It's absolutely true. Dynamics. How important are dynamics then, TK? Oh, well, I, I hear this argument often, which is to say that, listen, these are the dynamics. But then now we get confused. Because my understanding is that before you even go into the ANC, you, you, or you assume these positions as an assumption that you're a leader. And if you look at the rich history of the ANC from its founders to people like Pixie Kaseme, there's always been a strain which says that you are allowed to actually dissent and descend to the level of uh, create something like a youth league, as I think Bo Artamo did. So for me, the excuse of saying that you must always toe the party line, if you look at the ANC's history, basically means that, uh, no, it actually doesn't exist. If you know that something is wrong, as the history of the ANC has shown us, that you are allowed to descend. So for me, I, I think what we like to do is we obfuscate issues. We, we seem to say, but no, the politics and the dynamics is this. And then we still want to believe that these people are leaders. You know, it's beyond simply saying you the Constitution of South Africa, which has its own issue, which I have my own issues with. For me, it's a simple issue: Are you? Are you not a leader? If you are a leader, complexity and and tough decisions. It's part and parcel of the game. Meaning, can I say this? You, sorry, yeah. sorry to interrupt you because I am running out of time. I need to say this. You are right. Alfred is right. But now here's the nub of it all: How do you? Effect the change that is necessary from within the room or from outside the room. Look what happened to Ben Turok the minute he opposed the Media Appeals Tribunal. He found himself out. Same thing with Barbara Hogan. She spoke too independently, as it were. It wasn't long before she was out. And there are many within the parliamentary space of the ANC who similarly found themselves out. Now, without those persons within the ANC parliamentary caucus, it obviously created that much more of a void for all of those persons with nefarious intentions with the state and its resources to actually enjoy themselves without those dissenting voices, as it were, to keep them in check. So to what extent does one, open close quote, play the game, understanding the dynamics to which Alfred referred? To what extent then is it appropriate to simply be and no further a man of honor or a woman of honor and so die wherever the loss might lie? It, it, like you said, it's it's a context. The, the context, unlike previous times, it's, I, and I put, I really doubt if President Sirama Posse put his head on the block that this, let's say, that the nefarious forces, whoever they may be at, the, at this moment in time, they're not the type that are able to actually say, listen, we can wholesale vote you out, or we can wholesale go start a different party. If anything, I think they have a firm understanding, hence they even allowed him to say, listen, we have to kind of let this guy be president of the the ANC for the purposes of the election. So for me, it's like you're right in saying you need to read the room, and the room, and I think that it's 
extremely dissipating. The room has always been right now for President Sir Ron Posse to do something dramatic because these are not the type of people, individuals, who really say, you know what, i.e. a COPE or i.e. an EFF, we're going to follow these guys. These are the type of people, people might say, listen, you know what, yeah, enough of you guys now. And I just believe he's never really put his head on the block to say, listen, this is my gambit. Because there comes a point where you can play all the games in the world, as, as he's been doing. But it brings you to, to, like today, where there's such an expectation from the citizenry, which you're not meeting. And we basically, I always say this, he's dying a slow death. It's, a, it's, not a, it's not a quick death. He's just simply dying a slow death. And I think he really does need to now wake up and actually say, listen, it's either my way or the highway. Very well. Let's listen to a couple of voice notes, after which I'll literally give you 30 seconds to wrap the segment up. Good evening, Songezwe. You know, sometimes we don't give credit uh, when it's due. Sarah Ramaphosa came uh, at the second term of uh, uh, Jacob Zuma and wrestled power from Zuma. It was difficult and the tentacles of state capture were getting deeper and deeper and he managed to outmuscle Zuma out of position and uh, try and rebuild the state institutions like the NPA and everything. The guy is trying. Let's give him uh, 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 some credit for what he has done. Imagine if Zuma and his cronies had continued up till now. This country will be in a worse off state, not in Marisbeck. So, Zuma, I wonder if you did listen to the president's uh, witness hearing. (laughs) Oh, what is he? For a person who said there was nine wasted years, he didn't mention anything uh, related to that. And I was eagerly waiting to hear that he's going to say this and that and that about his boss uh, or his number one because he was number two. But he didn't. He just said that things shouldn't happen. Now they're going to happen this way, but it's, it's not what the commission is about. The commission is about finding out what happened. According to him, nine wasted years so i don't know man it's very dark in south africa <laughs> as we're taking for rights thank you see you from kamalake natisia thank you so much for your thoughts at kamalake kzn by the south coast 2038 tk poor final comment the two things can be true at the same time he is trying and he's also just not good enough for the job so i think i'll just i'll just end it there so two things can be true at the same time Fantastic. Much appreciated, Dr. T.K. Poe, Senior Lecturer of Witt School of Governance. Day one of President Ramaphosa at the Zonda Commission. Don't be surprised when on this very segment there's a day two of President Ramaphosa at the Zonda Commission. Of course, moderated by somebody else and discussed by a different guest. After the break, we move on. 27 years of democracy, land reform and freedom. A conversation with Mr. Peter Seto, Chief Executive of Vumelana Advisory Fund.